0: What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, five takeaways from what we've seen so far in the NHL. Let's get to it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast play. Special thanks to Sportsbet MVP online sportsbetmvp.ag. We always talk about the good qualities of a good sports book, right? You get your money in easy, they have good lines, they've got good props, they offer all kinds of different sports. Obviously, sportsbet MVP does just that, but you know the most important thing with a sports book is that you get paid when you want to get paid, and sportsbet MVP has some of the quickest turnaround times for paying you in the entire industry. So uh, get your money in easy, but get it out just as easy with SportsBetMVP.ag. A lot of sports books they'll take your money just just fine. Oh yeah, we'll take it just dandy. And then when you want your money, it's impossible to get. So get paid, get your money with SportsBetMVP.ag. Isn't that how that uh, that one commercial goes? What is it? That's <laughs> the uh, it's uh, JG Wentworth. I, I I think they run that commercial all over the country. But uh, you guys ever seen that J.G. Wentworth commercial? It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> That's how it is with this sports book. Get your money when you want it. Online, sportsbetmvp.ag. All right, so like I said, on today's show, I'm uh, going to be talking about five takeaways that we've seen so far from the NHL uh, playoffs. Now, some people really aren't considering these the playoffs necessarily, since not all the teams will be in the playoffs, you know, the play in games or outside the playoffs, whatever. To me, this is all playoffs. This is, And we'll talk about that on today's show. You're seeing it kind of reflected in the numbers as well. But this is the playoffs. This is right like the first round of the playoffs. If you lose this five-game play-in series, you're done. As a matter of fact, these teams in the play-in series are treating these games far more like the playoffs than those who are already in the playoffs in the round robin. So that's my first takeaway, is that the play-in series are way more like the playoffs. Now, the round robins have a bit more of a regular season feel. Like Boston Philly, when the when, when the, the Bruins and the Flyers played their first game, it, it took a period and a half for anyone to really get going. I mean, that was sloppy up and down the ice. On 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 the other hand, you know the Avs and the uh, Blues when they played, it was hit the ground running. So not every single round robin series or, or game, because they're not really series, but not every round robin game is going to have that intensity. But that's not saying that we won't see it at all. And and pr- I promise you, the closer we get to the actual seeding, the more intense these these round robin games will get. The first game between Dallas and the Vegas Golden Knights. It was average, it looked like an intense regular season game, but... The last game, the, the the third game, both Dallas and the Vegas Golden Knights will play. If there's something to play for, granted, it will be much different. So early on, I think these round-robin games will have a slower feel. But as we progress through, through the next week or so, these games will carry more of a playoff-type type vibe. But right now, the play-in series are way more like playoffs. It's way more intense. The scoring is way more down. It, it, it's, just, it's just that playoff vibe. So... Uh, that, that's my first takeaway, is that the, these teams are treating these round robins like, yeah, okay, we're in the playoffs, we understand that, we don't have to go all out, risk injury, risk all this other stuff, but once it starts to, to take shape, and once teams like the Colorado Avalanche or the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Philadelphia Flyers start to see that they could get that one overall seed, the intensity will certainly pick up. But right now, the round robin game's a little bit more relaxed than the play-in games. My next takeaway is that the quiet arena is playing a big part in these games. And that's something that I kind of left out of my handicaps initially because I didn't know how much of a factor it would be. But I'm seeing, you know, ex-players, current players, current coaches talking about how difficult it is. Because during a hockey game, you don't always understand or realize that when you're at the arena or watching on TV, you pretty much can't hear these guys. But they're loud. They're always barking out uh, 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 orders, uh, plays, where you should be. There's always a ton of communication in hockey. And with when it's quiet, these players can hear what the other team's doing. You're kind of showing your hand. So now coaches are having to find new ways to communicate. Players are actually left much more on an island by themselves. You can tell what the other team's doing. So the teams who are adapting better with that are seeing better results. But this is something that no one has ever, Ever have to de- had to deal with before in hockey, right? Baseball, they're kind of used to it. You know, the other team stealing signs, they can hear you, things like that. Football, same thing. There, there, there are signals. There's a lot of you know hand gestures by the quarterback, and every other sport, pretty much. There's something to combat this, or you're 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 at least used to it. Not in hockey. For the first time ever, these guys are kind of having to deal with dead silence. The other team can hear us. This is how we deal with it, and it is certainly. Uh, you know, affecting teams some in a negative way, and some are not necessarily positive. But when it, when it's affecting you in much more of a less negative way, we can kind of judge that as a positive outcome based on matchups, things like that. So, uh, the quiet arena certainly playing a part. My third takeaway is that the sports books are really struggling with the idea of neutral ice. Now, I get it <laughs> because. I struggled at first really, really mightily, and it's tough for me still to get an exact grasp. And that's because most of what I do and most of what the sports books do, okay, I'll let you guys in on a little secret here. Both me and the sports books, and most other professionals out there, use a power rating system that is based strongly on home road splits. So you're looking at home road and comparing it to league average at home league average on the road. It's this is unprecedented that we have this many neutral site games usually in football or, or hockey if right if it if it's some sort of outside or neutral game or something like that in hockey there's usually ways to mediate and to and define neutral ice for, or neutral court for one game. But the idea now that we're doing it for all these games, it's just it's just that much more difficult. You know, it kind of reminds me of college football bowl season, where you're doing so much of this neutral. And that's why markets are so inefficient during college football bowl season, is because I think part of it is that neutral field factor. Now, in bowl season, some games are closer to where some teams play. You know, I think like the Hawaii Bowl, Hawaii's always in it, certain things like that. But still that's the closest thing or the closest example in sports that we have to what we're seeing now with all the neutral ice. So the books are struggling with the whole idea of neutral ice. And it seems like they're riding this whole must win or this whole momentum ride, which is tough to do in hockey. So my third takeaway, books are really uh, struggling with how to price neutral ice. Takeaway number four, Everybody is talking about the low scoring. You know how I can tell when a trend has permeated sports betting and it's now just like common knowledge? It's when my uh, one of my buddies, my buddy who lives in Arizona, he sports bets a little bit. He kind of follows sports news. When he calls me with sports betting uh like what he's heard recently in sports betting or little trends that he's heard in, in, in sports betting, I'm always like, okay. And I love to hear it because I can judge based on what he says, what has made its way all the way around to the squares of betters, right? It's kind of like stocks. If my mom or my best friends are all talking about the best stock to buy, it's probably too late to buy that stock, right? Once everybody knows about it, the value's gone. So when I hear Everyone, everybody is talking about the low scoring in the NHL. It prompts me to do a deep dive. And here's the thing yes, scoring's down. Yes, scoring's down pretty drastically, about a goal per game. And a lot of people think that, well, this layoff, you know, people haven't been playing in three months. They're coming back. They're rusty. These offenses who scored a lot of goals haven't been scoring. It must be the rust factor. And it's. Not the rust factor at all. What I've noticed is in the last couple of weeks, as I started the show saying, these are playoff games. These are playoff like games, right? I mean, as a matter of fact, the teams who are the best in each conference, the top four seeds, are playing games that you may consider to be less intense, to be less like playoff games. But in general, almost every single game we've seen has had that playoff type feel. Well, did you know going back seven years in the NHL, the playoff games average almost an entire goal less than regular season games in the in the in the in the NHL. And it's not like we're dealing with that many goals to begin with. In the average NHL game in the regular season, they're scoring just over about what, five and a half goals a game? So when you're taking that down to just over four and a half goals a game, that's a big difference. It's twenty percent of the scoring. So When everyone's freaking out, I see Bleacher Report, Barstool Sports, and ESPN. Oh, my God. Bet the under, folks. Bet the under. Well, first of all, the sports books have caught up with this. It took about three games for them to adjust the lines. Now the unders have no value. But second of all, if you've ever watched an NFL playoff run in your life, you'll know this is exactly what to expect during playoff hockey. Scoring goes down. Defense takes an extra step up. This is just what we see. We see it in the NHL. We see it in... Uh, the NFL, we see it in the NBA, pretty much across sports. You have to play this tighter defense. Things get more intense. Things beca- the, the ice becomes smaller in, in in the playoffs. And I just thought that was hysterical. Everyone's like, ah, "Scratch it." I don't get it. I I don't know. Playoff go okay. If you want to talk about the warm up games, the twelve warm up games that were purely exhibition, fine. Lower scoring in those, but most of the scoring happened in the first and second period there anyway. I mean, it was like there, there were so many games in the warm up games where it was four, one going into the third and the game ended four, one because they just turned it off. Okay. Let's get to the actual games that matter. And that was only 12 games. I mean, I want to talk about the definition of small sample size. So I don't want to hear anything about the play in games, right? What we've seen is good playoff hockey. These guys have come back ready to go and it's showing. So, everybody is on the under, everybody's on the scoring. I'm just here to say that's what happens in the playoffs. The last seven years, there's almost an entire goal less scored in the playoffs. And my final takeaway, this needs to be said. No one's talking about this, and it should be talked about a lot more. The referees deserve a ton of credit. The the, the shitty thing about referees is that We only talk about them when they mess up. I feel bad for referees. They have it tough, man. Whenever they're doing their job, no one says a word. It's only when they make one huge mistake, everyone's blaming the referees for everything. It happens all the time. Well... What I've seen in these NHL games so far, call them playoffs, call them round robins, whatever, the referees have done a great job. And when I've been used to seeing pretty mediocre refereeing in soccer and basketball, and we all know how I feel about the umpires in baseball, it's so nice and so refreshing to get good, good refereeing in the NHL. So solid, man. I mean, I'm seeing... Tremendous refereeing. Now they're letting them play a little bit. They're treating it more like the like the playoffs, like the players probably are. But that's okay. That's fine with me. They haven't missed anything egregious. There have been no. There's been nothing for me to complain about. And as a matter of fact, there's everything in the world for me to be happy about. and, and, And to let you guys know what a great job they're doing. I see it game after game, shift after shift, and no one's talking about what a great job these NHL referees are doing. And they are so. Those are my five takeaways from the NHL so far. The referees doing a hell of a job. Uh, Everyone's talking about the scoring, but we could probably expect these low-scoring games. This is a playoff-type atmosphere. Third, and I'm going in reverse reverse order here. Uh, Third, the books are struggling with the neutral ice. It's something they haven't gotten a good hold of yet. Fourth, the quiet arena is playing a big part. Teams who are adapting with that well are winning games. And last... These play-in series are way more like the playoffs than the round robins, and it's showing on the ice. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Good luck today. Hockey all day once again. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.